Whether we know it or not, our actions usually align with our ethics. And people with good ethics tend to be trusted and respected more than those whose ethical decision-making is questionable. We're going to look at the ethical implications of decisions we make in this week's episode of Serious Soft Skills Podcast. All that and more coming up next. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills Podcast, episode 49. And interestingly, this is going to be soft skill number 48, understanding the ethical implications of our decisions. If you're returning, we welcome you back. If you're a newcomer, welcome to the only podcast on soft skills. I'm Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me as always is Bob Graham. We explore soft skills in our work, our teaching, and in vehicles like this podcast and our award-seeking book, very positive, Bob. We just did a podcast on positive thinking, and uh, you got to be looking out that horizon. Our award-seeking book, The 55 Soft Skills That Guide Employee and Organizational Success, which explains the 55 soft skills that we've uncovered, and it helps people apply them in their work situation. If you're unclear on soft skills, we recommend you start with our book and our first podcast where we break down what soft skills are and what they're not. This week, though, we're going to look specifically at the soft skill of understanding the ethical implications of our decisions. And Bob, um, look, before I hand it over to you, let me just put a definition out there on ethics. I pulled this down from dictionary.com just so we had a kind of a uh, foundation of where that is, because as soon as I started thinking about it, it's like, oh, there's other items that people often throw in with ethics. So I'm going to pull a portion of this. It says, ethics is concerned with distinguishing between good and evil in the world, and for us, more importantly, between right and wrong human actions. And I think that's really where our soft skill gets at, is that uh, being able to look at the decisions we make and and avoid that gray area and decide really what's the right decision and what's the wrong decision. So, Bob, take us away. Well, Toby, you cut off that definition. I want to add a couple of words to it that you, you didn't highlight, which is, in addition to ethics is concerned with distinguishing between good and evil in the world, between right and wrong human actions. It's also between virtuous and non-virtuous characteristics characteristics of people. And I would tell you that that's really probably part of what we're looking at because you want to be surrounding yourself with virtuous people. Non-virtuous people tend to get us into various types of trouble. And when we see people slipping in their ethics, it causes us to have concerns about whether we can trust them, respect them, and appreciate them to achieve the things that they need to do for them and us to be successful as individuals and as teammates members. Bob, I think that brings out a great point. I'm always thinking about the team implications of this. And I know I've, I've, uh, I, I participate in some leadership groups where there are people in the group that have shown themselves to not come from a good, solid ethical foundation. And so each time they bring something up, I always have to question it and go, oh, I got to check that out. So it really slows us down. And, and, and it's not like they consistently always are making bad decisions or sharing incorrect information or incomplete information, but they've done it enough times that I'm not able to immediately take action when when they bring something up. It's like, oh, I guess I've got to go check that to see if it's really correct before I take action. And it really can frustrate the operations of a, of a group. And that's the crux of the issue. If we're going to be success, successful as a group, we have to trust every member of the team. So if someone comes and says that 
someone else said that we're doing something wrong, we shouldn't be second-guessing that and questioning that. But unfortunately, we all have to do that from time to time because we see people who get information wrong, who don't represent things honestly, who are grandstanding for their own benefit, who are misrepresenting things because they're ignorant about what the reality is or because they may not be really good at reading people. All these things come up. And I would say, Toby, you use the phrase good ethics regarding your team and the issues you've had. And I'm not sure if it's good and bad as much as it is a different ethical standard. And that really becomes the challenge, I think, because this is not really a black and white area. This is very gray. And we see our ethics changing from moment to moment, day to day. We're certainly going through this in our society right now. The ethics of a a variety of things are being questioned. And so it's not like there's always a line that has to be perfectly met every time. Yes, there is. You shouldn't kill people. You shouldn't steal. You shouldn't do all those things. But what is a lie gets a little grayer. What is uh, acceptable for a business to do to be successful becomes gray, uh, especially if you're a small business and you're dealing with tax issues. I, I, I know people who have had to get real close to that line to be to to make things work. So that line isn't as black and white as I think we like to think it would be. Would you agree with that? Uh, some, I, I believe that we fool ourselves a lot of times in, in convincing ourselves that it's grayer and it's okay. Um, I like to think of, uh, ethics. Uh, certainly there's a couple frameworks and, and depending on a person's religious background, sometimes they have a standard that's been set and we, we often will refer to the golden rule doing to others as you would have them do unto you. So that's a, a safe thing to look at. Um, but I also think an ethical decisions often come down to a short-term and a long-term perspective. And so in the short term, we might cut a corner, say our taxes, because the uh, the organization isn't doing so well. We don't want to show that we're at a loss. So we might you know adjust our taxes. And in the short term, we might show ourselves as being uh, profitable or avoid some tax implication. But in the long term, you know, what if we get audited? What, if, you know, what kind of standard have we set for the people we work with on honesty? On, on, so I think the long-term implications are often ignored, and we take a short-term perspective that doesn't really pay off. And so, so ethics often aren't as difficult as we sometimes will pretend. Well, when you put it in that light, Toby, that makes a lot of sense to me. I haven't really thought about it that way. And I should say, I have not done anything illegal or improper with my taxes. I just want to be really clear about that. I'm, I'm one of those people that's above board with all that. But I do know people who have said exactly what you described. You know, I don't want to take a loss. I don't want I need to have a successful business. And it's funny to me, as as I say that right now, I'm thinking about a couple of those people. And thinking about how that affected my thoughts regarding their ability to be a good partner, a good person that I might want to work with, uh, with my small business or with other endeavors. So maybe you're right. The long-term implications of that is its effect on my relationship with them versus the short-term gain they got, which was saving a few dollars in taxes. 
Right. And, and, but we do, realistically though, we do face so much pressure for short term success. And, and that's, I believe inherent in our culture here in the United States. Um, we see it in how people trade stocks. We see, you know, certainly in investments, we see business decisions that follow that and that we need to make those quarterly numbers and that end justifies whatever means it takes. And, and I've worked in organizations where money was shifted between quarters, uh, both positively and negatively to say, oh, well, you know, we're not going to make it this quarter anyway. So let's move that revenue that's just about to come in. Let's push that off to next quarter. And so, you know, and you see those shifts happen and, and, um, um, you know, and, and there's benefits that, and, People get accolades and, and you know, you see, you hear the reports on the stock. Oh, they made their quarterlies and, you know, and so their stock's up 6%. So they're rewarded for making those decisions. Um, but I think, again, we see those long-term implications of, you know, it does catch up because, you know, you rob Peter to pay Paul and that money shifts and now, you know, you can't shift it back. So, um there are implications, and we see the ethical violations of so many business leaders these days, and the the whole Enron situation, and the banking situation, and or the VW situation where they were doctoring the uh, the uh, um, the software, right? The software to make it look like their gas mileage was better or their fuel efficiency was better, and that couple of engineers and then got to executives and before you know it they've got a full-fledged scandal on their hands that costs lots of people their jobs and cost a company that had a really good reputation for building automobiles a lot of that reputation in the short term and potentially in the long term let's take a short break you're listening to the serious soft skills podcast does your organization or team need help in putting soft skills to work we want to help you we do our webinars and workshops online, on the phone, and in person to help teams become more successful. If you or someone you know could use our help, contact us at podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com today, or you can call us at 937-SKILLS-5. Now, back to the Serious Soft Skills Podcast. Welcome back. We've been talking about the ethical implications of our decisions. We are defined by our ethics, each of us, as individuals, as a team, and as an organization. The ethics combine to sort of give a, uh, a, a flavor, a recipe, a, a meal. If you think about it, all the things that you combine in a recipe come together, and that's what you eat. And if the ingredients are all good, that's good. But if something's sour or doesn't taste right, the whole recipe is ruined. And organizations suffer from that because you're only as good as the least skilled person in handling their ethics. So, Toby, can you give us some guidance on how how we can ensure that our ethics are not compromised as much as possible? Well, it is a tough one. I think it's a personal item for us to deal with. Um, so I, I did scribble down two, and uh, one draws on what we were talking about before the break, and that was don't be deceived by short-term benefits that sacrifice long-term success. So take a breath. And I have had to do this on many occasions uh, in dealing with situations and, and question myself, is, hold it, is this the right decision or am I just trying to make the easy decision to get this person off my back? And 
you know, kick that can down the road as it, as it were. Um, cause that can's going to come back around. So, so I have to slow myself down sometimes and look at the situation. And sometimes I have to defer that decision and I'll get back to him and say, look, this isn't the right time for us to, to make a move on this. So we're going to actually hold off. Uh, I'm not going to, to make a choice on which direction we're going to go. We're going to let this play out a little bit, even though that's kicking the can down the road. Some it's not making a bad decision to have to fix later. It's deferring that decision. And the second part I would throw out, and we haven't really talked about, is knowing how your ethical foundation aligns with your organization. And that's a tough one. And many of us in our uh, professional certifications have ethical codes of conduct, whether that's project management or uh, um, uh, a professional engineer or uh, accountants. We have an ethical code that is part of our our professional life and our experience, and we certainly bring that to organization. But when we look at an organization, whether that's a team or a uh, operating unit within a company or an entire company, that company, as you just mentioned as we went into the break, has an, an ethical DNA within it. And I think we have to be aware of where our ethics align. And that's awesome if our ethics are strong and our organizations is as well, but that's not often the case. And knowing where we stand so that we realize then, and I would say that we often have to hold higher ethical standards than our organization uh, because our own character, our own reputation is being affected by that. And regardless of uh, the possibly poor decisions that are made by my organization, I have to be able to live with that. And and you mentioned uh, uh, Volkswagen earlier and those challenges. That's you know, certainly a reflection on the organization, but there are many people within an organization who, you know, would never stand for that and were not involved with that. And they can rest easy and they can also move on to other organizations knowing that that was not part of their story. But also they suffer from the consequences because imagine being an engineer that worked in that team at VW three, four, five years ago. You're, you're tied to that. You can't take it off your resume. And so we often are associated with the worst actions of our organizations when it comes to their ethics. And I think we've we've both seen that personally and professionally. And, and that's why I think it's important to really think about these things. And Toby, did you have a book that you had looked at that sort of gave us some simple questions about uh, ethics if we're in a gray gray area? Yes, yes. And I think this is a neat uh, reference. Uh, It's The Power of Ethical Management. It's by Ken Blanchard and Norman Vincent Peale. And uh, certainly Ken Blanchard, I've read several of his books over the years, and uh, he does a fantastic job of looking at tough issues and then coming up with some fairly straightforward ways of dealing with them. And so when it comes to ethics, uh, the authors provide kind of three guidelines, which are Fairly high level, um, but I would say the number one is, is it legal? Uh, not only within the legal system, but also within the organization's policies. So is it appropriate? What are the decision levels? What are the approval levels? What are the processes within my organization? Uh, does it go against those uh, written or unwritten standards of my organization or from a legal standpoint? Um, number two is, uh, and they use the term, is it balanced? And it's an interesting way to look at a decision. Will the decision be fair to everyone involved, or will someone lose 
heavily at the expense of another's gain. Again, that's kind of that short-term, long-term view that I like to throw in there. Um, but I like that they take it a little bit more personally that uh, that there's that trade-off element within it and how extreme are those trade-offs to the person who's going to lose and the person that's going to win. And can we bring those trade-offs together more? And number three, how will it make me feel about myself? Uh, now, this one I, I'm... Uh, a little cautious of, but certainly unethical acts erode self-esteem. They uh, build upon themselves once you start down that slippery slope. Um, and so we'd often say, uh, yeah, ask yourself questions like, would I feel good if this decision were published in the newspaper? Would I feel good if my family knew about it? And I think for many of us, this is a good test. Um, and um, uh, uh, Cadbury from the famous uh, Cadbury chocolate world uh, was one of the first to coin that. And he uh, he used a similar test, a litmus test, as it were. And uh, what would you feel like if uh, you had to explain this to your mother or something like that? And But this one makes me a bit uncomfortable because I know there are many unethical people who almost wear it as a badge of honor, how uh, much they took advantage of another person. So while this one works for many of us, we can't trust that everyone in our organization would uh, subscribe to that. And we may, in fact, surround ourselves with people, uh, knowingly or unknowingly, who share the same ethics, whether they're good or bad. So around the right group of people, what might be inappropriate to you or me around another group would be perfectly fine to people. Exactly. And I think we, you know, to, to kind of wrap this up is part of it is that uh, we set a tone for our organization, whether we're a, uh, a, uh, an official leader of that group or whether we're a participant in the group, we can take a leadership role in encouraging others that it's okay to make the right decision. And it's okay to weigh these things out. And sometimes uh, our our coworkers can benefit from us sharing some of these this framework and asking some questions and saying, hey, I know you're about to make a move on this. And certainly I've dealt with it with uh, faculty members who have caught students cheating um, and, and other, you know, uh, uh, problems that occur in an academic environment. And the question is, well, should I, what should I do about that? And, and so I've been able to go in and say, hey, let's think about this short term and long term. Short term. You know, did it have really any big effect? Probably not. But long term, if the student has is making these choices, they need to be reminded that there are implications for this. And if they continue to make these type type of decisions into their work life, they're really putting themselves at risk. So we're better to to actually take the extra effort to penalize the student and to help them understand that there are repercussions because in the long term they're going to be really potentially a better employee, a better career path. So um, it's tough, but I think we can help ourselves and our coworkers rise to a higher ethical standard. And we can lead by example. If we if we demonstrate good ethics, consistently strong ethical decision making, I think it, it raises the bar and it brings other people on board with us because they see it's okay and appropriate, and that good things will happen. So that is uh, it for this episode of Serious Soft Skills podcast. You can always find more about soft skills from our prior episodes to insights to our book at serioussoftskills.com. That's serioussoftskills.com. Next week, we're going to be talking about another of the 55 soft skills, but we do not know which one yet because we have to wrestle it down and figure out which one we're going to tackle. I have a couple ideas. Toby has a couple ideas, but we haven't found uh, common ground yet. So look forward to that coming out next Wednesday. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day and good soft skills. 
You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday. Thank you.